Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. This is the match preview. Newcastle head down to Wolves on Sunday. And in this episode, I'm joined by Birmingham Live's Alex Dickin provide some valuable insight into Sunday's opposition. We'll also hear from Lee Ryder and Newcastle head coach Steve Bruce. Hello and thanks for joining us on the match preview. Newcastle, if they manage to beat Wolves this Sunday, will have had their best start to a season since 2011. Of course, that is easier said than done. Many would argue that the points already on the board don't tell the full story with criticism aimed at Steve Bruce on his side for his style of play, especially after the way they fell apart against Manchester United, having taken the lead after just two minutes on the clock. But we've discussed that, haven't we, in the weeks since that game. And we will now concentrate on the trip down to the Midlands. Now, this Wolves side are sixth in the table with back-to-back wins. And Steve Bruce knows it's not going to be an easy game by any stretch of the imagination. We played against them. I played against them a couple of years ago. And... um and they blew the championship away. And they had four or five of the players playing in it where, where they were just too good for it. They really were an outstanding team. And you have to say well done to them all of what they've done in the last two, three years. Certainly in their recruitment of players and the way they are, they're a very, very good side. And what have they finished? They finished seventh twice now. So under no illusion, it's going to be a very difficult game. But they didn't beat us last year. You know, we had two good results against them last year. Let's hope we can do exactly the same. And that's what the Premier League is. You know, some very good teams. And I count Wolves, who finished seventh back-to-back, as a, as a very good team. So there is Newcastle United head coach Steve Roos speaking to reporters in the press conference on Friday morning. Newcastle could end up fielding their third-choice goalkeeper, Mark Gillespie, Carl Darlow injured in that game against Manchester United hasn't suffered as serious an injury as first feared but he's still sore and bruised Steve Bruce said and alongside Isaac Hayden will need to pass a fitness test to be included in the starting 11 on Sunday so it's 50-50 in many ways maybe a bit less actually um, but there's still a chance that those two players two key players could start in the game against Wolves. Elsewhere, you've got Paul Dummett, Kieran Clark, Matty Longstaff, Sean Longstaff as well, set to be available. Um, the, the first three there made appearances for the under-23s under, um, or earlier this week rather. Uh, Sean Longstaff had been suffering from some illness, tonsillitis, but all four set to be available should Steve Bruce want to include them in his squad. We're now going to hear from our chief sports writer, Lee Ryder. So this one is shaping up to be quite a big game for Steve Bruce in the aftermath of that 4-1 defeat against Manchester United. He faced the press today and obviously he was asked about the criticism and he said he has to just basically, you know, take take that one firmly on, on the chin and, you know, going into this game against Wolves, it's probably an opportunity um, for some of his players to repay him. Um, you know, he's the one who's been dishing out all these big contracts in, in recent weeks and months and, uh 
know, now it's got to be payback time for some of these players um, to show that they're not just happy to sit and you know pick up the lucrative money that they're now getting, but to go out there on the Premier League stage on a night like the game against Wolves and you know put on a performance. And you know when you look at it from Steve Bruce's point of view, Newcastle simply not at the races in the second half against Man United. I know they missed a big chance, but the way they collapsed at the end didn't respond at 2-1 down. Um, just completely threw the towel in, unfortunately. And now the this is where Steve Bruce has to see whatever he said this week. Um, harsh words, you know, behind the scenes. That's what that's what we're told. We always hear these type of things uh, after a heavy defeat, after a disappointing defeat. You hear that they've been angry in the dressing room and all that sort of thing. But you know, the proof on the the proofs in the pudding on the field um, at Molyneux on Sunday night and. Really, this is a game where you know Newcastle they're capable of getting something. They got a draw here last season, so this is the opportunity now to, for them to to go out and you know talk the talk rather than walk on the walk, which they've done this week and you know said all the right things, ticked all the right boxes. But now they have to go out and actually put that into practice on the pitch. And uh, for Steve Bruce, he knows that um, he's got some big selection. Decisions to make Miguel Almiron knocking on his door, um, desperate to play, desperate to be part of it. And, you know, when he's on the ball, there's, there's few that are as dangerous as, as him. So could be an opportunity for him. But overall, we go into this one and hope that uh, Newcastle can just erase memories of that Man United game uh, and get something out of this at Wolves. <laughs> just a quick note we're now over on YouTube at the Everything Is Black and White podcast and if you're liking what you're hearing why not come and see what we're producing we'd really like you to hit subscribe we're also over on Instagram at Chronicle NUFC and in the usual place on Twitter and Facebook we'd really like the likes the reviews and the subscriptions because without your continued support we can't get very far so thanks very much for listening so there was our Chief Sports Writer Lee Ryder previewing Sunday's game. I'm now going to be joined by Birmingham Live's Alex Dickin, who covers Wolves home and away. He provides some insight into Newcastle's opposition, their star player, their weaknesses, their strengths, and just how the Magpies might get the better of Wolves on Sunday. Alex, thanks for joining us. We've just been having a bit of a discussion about both managers, both vastly different um, in terms of style, in terms of how the deal of the media um, you've you've come across Steve Bruce before how did you um, how did you deal with him what were your thoughts on him when he was down in the Midlands yeah he's obviously at Villa for a, for a couple of years and as we were saying before he came on he's one of the kind of most personable managers um, you'll probably deal with in the game I think especially in the modern game now um, he is like very cheery and whatever but um, I suppose when when I was covering Villa for a little bit of the time, it was a little bit kind of hit and miss. They were good some weeks and not so good the other, the other weeks. It was it was a, a strange time, and there always seems to be something to talk about. I suppose when when Bruce is around, um, but yeah, he's a, he's a decent guy, and um, I've been in, watching how he's been getting on at Newcastle um, with a bit of intrigue and. I think it's been a bit similar to what it was like at Villa, especially towards the end. You know, they get results occasionally, but the football's not the best. Obviously, we're talking about Wolves this weekend, and Wolves are one of them teams where I think some Newcastle fans might look at and just they're a bit envious of the ambition or what seems to be ambition from from the hierarchy. Obviously, they're in, in, in Europe and they've spent a lot of money, got some very good players. 
how well has this season gone so far for Wolves and what should Newcastle expect? Yeah, it's been interesting because obviously last year, they have the last two years, they've had a kind of very settled squad. Um, similar players that played in the Championship really have not really made many changes to their team. Um, it's been the same starting 11 to the last two seasons really. And then this summer, Nuno ripped it up a little bit and um, was quite radical, a lot more radical than we expected him to be. Um, he wanted to kind of evolve the team and change, change, tweak the philosophy a little bit so uh, Wolves would become more progressive with the ball and better with the ball. He made that choice after the uh, the game in the Europa League against Sevilla last year uh, where Wolves had about 25% of the ball and, you know, just completely didn't have a chance or not really after they missed an early penalty. Um, so Wolves are very much kind of in transition at the moment. Um, they've not played particularly well in the opening five games. Uh, very hit and miss. I mean, the game against Sheffield United in the open day was okay. It was classic, typical Wolves. Very good on the counter-attack. Scored two early goals and saw it out easily. Um, but there was some bad games as well. The, the Man City game was poor first half, but they came into it second half. And the West Ham game, unless they'd have had that one, the better it was horrendous. Um, but the last two games, they've, they've been solid enough, uh, but they haven't played well. Um, it does look like a team at the moment that's kind of Still good at its counter-attacking style that it's had over the last two seasons, but not quite good enough to take on the footballing uh, style that Nuno wants to adopt now. So it's uh, it's going to be an interesting season. I'm not sure Wolves will be as good as they were over the last two years. They've signed a lot of young players. Uh, the squad's bulked out a lot more. It's a much better squad and more rounded squad than it was last season. Um, but they've probably only just about improved the starting level a little bit with Nelson Semedo coming in from Matt Doherty. Um, so it's not massively improved in terms of the team, but the squad's a little bit better. And I think the uh, it should pay dividends over the next two or three years. So in terms of style of play, what should Newcastle United expect on Sunday? How do you think Wolves will approach this game? I'd like to think, given that it's a home game against team, they should be expecting to beat there. They'll be quite direct. Um, I think, again, it'll be... It looks like a 3-4-3 formation, but when they haven't got the ball, it tends to become a 3-5-2 with Pedro Neto dropping into the left side of, of midfield um, with two of the forwards, either Pedence and Jimenez or Adama and Jimenez uh, staying up front mainly. But um, I think that's how they'll go. They'll, they'll probably play Dendonka and Neves in midfield, uh, the more progressive pair. And I think they'll, uh, they'll really go for it. And a lot will, a lot will, I suppose, defend, depend on whether they can kind of keep a clean sheet because at the moment Wolves need to keep a clean sheet to win. They're not really scoring many goals. Um, they're two, two of their three wins this year have been one nil. So um, I think that's going to be quite big. And you know, the last two times Wolves have played played Newcastle uh, last season, Newcastle scored scored first, so um, and quite early on. So I think that will be a key thing to watch out for. You mentioned there the clean sheets. If the stats that I've stumbled across are correct. They've kept seven clean sheets out of their last nine Premier League home games, um, which bodes well if, like you say, they are kind of dependent on the on one goal here and there to, to nick it, which sounds not too dissimilar to, to Newcastle. I guess the question is, that maybe seems to be Newcastle's plan going into games. Is it the plan at Wolves where, you know, are they setting up to win by a goal here or there? Or is it at the moment just not clicking and, and they do want to be more expansive and it's just not at the moment going quite a plan? Yeah, I think they want to be more expansive and they want to score more goals. But under Nuno, really, over the last three seasons, they haven't scored a great deal of goals. You know, they don't really hammer teams. Um, they've had a couple of big wins uh, in the Europa League last year. They had a couple, I think, a couple of four nils. 
um, but they don't really tend to tend to blow teams out of the water. They just kind of get one or two goals up, normally two goals, and then they're very, very comfortable at seeing games out. They're very good defensively. Nuno always emphasised on being organised, so um, that's kind of their, their blueprint. Um, every player kind of knows his role and that's, that's what they are. Um, I think the, the idea of this is that they will become more expansive, but it's, uh, it's, 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 it's tough really. Wolves effectively, unlike most other Premier League teams, because they finished the Europa League campaign on August 10th, August 11th, sorry. And um, obviously then the players went away for, I think they had probably three weeks off until September 1st. But most of the players didn't come back because they were on international duty with their countries. So uh, Nuno had, I think it was three or four days pre-season to work with the whole squad um, before the game against Sheffield United, the first match. So they've had next to no time to kind of implement it. And then they've played three games quickly, uh, four games quickly. All the players, I think they had 18 players going away on international duty. Um, so again, he's not had the players last week. And then they come back, play a game. So this is the first real week that he's had almost a free week to uh, to actually kind of implement some of the some of the new tweaks that he wants to to put into this system. I think a lot of people listening to this will be hearing what you're saying about Wolves and what they know about Newcastle already and thinking that they're just going to cancel each other out perhaps and it's going to be a, a defensively boring game and seven of the 10 Premier League games have ended in a draw. Six of those, including the last three, have ended 1-1. So I don't really think many people are going to be expecting um, you know, a lot of goals on Sunday. In terms of players for Wolves, I think I know the answer to this, but who is the star man that Newcastle United fans that Steve Bruce needs to keep quiet? Um, I think most most football fans in general would, would point to Adama Traore, but he hasn't he hasn't started the last two games. Um, I think he's only played one of the five games actually in his preferred position because he had to fill in at wing back at the start of the season. Um, I'd like to think, I think we're getting towards the time where Nuno's going to put him back into the starting eleven. Um, there's obviously a lot of talk about him signing a new contract potentially as well soon, which would be a huge boost for Wolves. But he's the player, I suppose, that um, the kind of most fans would look to. He's you know, unique in terms of he's got breakneck speed, um, incredible footwork, incredible dribbling, and obviously added the goals and assists to his game last season that uh, everyone wanted him to add. So uh, he's obviously a huge threat, but you can't really look beyond uh, Raul Jimenez uh, for Wolves. He's you know, absolutely sensational. 47 goals in 107 games for the club. Now he's um, scored the winning goal against Leeds on, um, on Monday, which was, to be fair, it was horrendous. It shouldn't be his goal, but it is his goal because it was a massive deflection. But um, yeah, he's, he's a top player. And also one that's come into the, uh, into the equation this season uh, that probably Newcastle fans aren't aware of is Daniel Pedentz, a uh, young uh, a small Portuguese winger uh, arrived from Olympiacos in January. Didn't play much football. Um, he's actually start, been a starter this season ahead of Adama. Um, he didn't play that well against Leeds in the last game, so maybe he'll drop out of the team. But he is a kind of really inventive and creative little player who uh, who plays just off Jimenez. So he's one to watch definitely. You mentioned Raúl Jiménez there. Newcastle have had a tendency this season and. A lot of people might argue towards the end of last season as well to just ship so many shots at goal. You know, my night had 28 shots at goal. I think it was 14 on target. Spurs um, had a similar amount of shots on, on goal. Would you, do you see Wolves being as dominant against Newcastle? I suppose the hope is from Newcastle's perspective that Steve Bruce has put a rocket up the backside of his players and you know he's drilled out of them for this week. Um, but we've been here before as Newcastle fans, as correspondents, and we've seen little change from that Spurs game to the Manchester United game. So 
how do you think Wolves will will do on Sunday? Do you think they will dominate in it in a similar way to how Manchester United and, and Spurs did against Newcastle? I think they'll definitely have more of the ball. Uh, that's one thing I do see. Uh, we see a lot of teams uh, come to come to Wolves, come to Molyneux and, and put you know ten men behind the ball and and play quite defensively. And to be fair, it has worked a lot in the past. Um, I think it's kind of proven that teams get results, so they just do it now. Uh, Brighton have been absolutely brilliant at it over the last couple of seasons. I mean, they've barely had a shot against Wolves in some of the games, and and they've taken points. Um, so I think that's that's probably a decent way to look at it from a Newcastle perspective. Um, if they do do that, then yeah, that's that's it's it's an issue for Wolves because they've got kind of midfield players who aren't you know particularly creative. Uh, that their three main midfield players are Dendonka, who's partly a centre back, um, Jean Martinho and Ruben Neves. Neves got obviously a fantastic long range shot, but he's not that kind of intricate. Um, midfielder who can kind of pick those slide rule slide rule passes and uh, play a forward through um, and similar story with Matinho so they've got a new player in uh, in Vitinha a young midfielder from Porto who was supposed to kind of add that but he's not really a fixture in the uh, in the team at the moment so it'll probably come too soon for him but that is an area where Wolves are struggle which is why I think um, Adama will play purely because he's got the ability to to kind of take a game away from a team on his own and beat three or four players at a time so um, that's a massive issue for Wolves, and it is kind of something that they've uh, they've tried to address unsuccessfully really over the last couple of seasons. Because in the first season, especially in the Premier League, it really kind of showed uh, they didn't do that well at Molyneux against some of the uh, the teams that came and sat back. Well, my next question was going to be the strengths and weaknesses of Wolves. So, is that there? Is that the main weakness that Newcastle need to exploit? Yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, it takes a lot of a lot of bottle to come to to come into a game and you know completely kind of sit there and and uh, defend, I suppose. But um, it's it's something that has worked against Wolves. Um, you know, I think back to a few of the games, not so much last season because when the when some of the the uh, I think it was because last last season the lesser teams came to Bolton and actually had a go and Wolves beat them. But uh, but you know, in seasons gone by, when when teams have come and sat, that is a, a real issue Wolves have had. Um, in breaking them down. They've got probably more creativity than they've ever had under Nuno, but um, but we haven't really seen it in kind of in practice this season. You know, they've they've not really kind of come up against that team who's just going to completely sit and um, say, you know what, we'll, we'll take a point and if we can get a win, then great on the counter-attack. But, um, you know, Fulham came to Molyneux a few weeks ago and actually had a go, which they always do and they got beat eventually. Uh, Sheffield United in the opening day was, a, was an open game and, uh, Wolves got two early goals and obviously against Leeds a very open game again and Wolves won it but we haven't seen that game this season where a team you know is very very kind of rigid defensively and gives Wolves problems and to be fair having you know seen Steve Bruce teams in the past uh, you wouldn't put it past him to kind of come and play that way In terms of strengths then what is the main one Steve Bruce needs to look out for? Speed they've got a hell of a lot of speed Um that's that's why you know the counter attack has been so kind of pivotal to the way the way Wolves have played over the last three seasons. They've got obviously Adamo is the, the main one that stands out, but also Pedro Neto is absolutely rapid. Uh, Pedence is very quick over the first 20, 25 yards, and Jimenez as well can hold his own. And um, they've got Nelson Semedo who's just joined from Barcelona. We haven't seen the best of him going forward yet, um, but you do feel like there's a break a breakout game coming soon, hopefully. Um, they've got loads of speed on the counter attack, and they do transition very very quickly. Um, so that's obviously something Newcastle will have to watch out for if they are on the attack at Molyneux at any point. So um, it's definitely the speed in the counter attack. And also if Ruben Neves plays, it's it's even better because 
Uh, he's probably the only midfielder Wolves have got who can kind of pick those really fast, long diagonals um, and put players one-on-one quickly. So um, definitely the speed and the counter attack is still their best quality, but it's a quality they want to add to. They want to improve on the ball and want to become kind of more creative in, in midfield. And um, yeah, I suppose the, the old habit to dine hard at the moment because they still are getting their results from counter attacking all their goals this season, I think. Um, bar one, which came from a set piece, I think have been counter attacks or quick turnovers of possession. Before we get on to Newcastle, are we expecting anyone to miss out through injury or any major changes for Wolves? Nuno said uh, that he's got a couple of knocks uh, today. He didn't reveal names, he never does. Uh, so, yeah, it's just kind of open to interpretation and guesswork, really. But um, they had pretty much a fully fit squad uh, for the game against Leeds on Monday, uh, aside from Johnny Otto's out long term. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it should be, you know, providing they come through whoever these these two mystery players are or whatever providing they come through which hopefully they will then uh, it should be a, a similar a similar team to what played against Leeds on Monday maybe one or two changes In terms of Newcastle then is this a game where you think Wolves are favourite and, and do Wolves fans do does Nuno himself do you think he expects to get all three points from this game? Um, I think Wolves probably would have to accept their, their tag as favourites, I'd imagine. You know, um, looking at the two teams, the quality of the two teams, I, would, I wouldn't I would put many Newcastle players in the in the first Wolves eleven. Um, maybe St Maximin would get in, um, maybe one or two others, but I wouldn't put a lot of Newcastle players in the Wolves eleven. So I think Wolves have to accept that, that they are, they've got better players and they should be winning this game. But um, also, I do see kind of opportunities for Newcastle, um, especially with St Maximin. Almiron is a player who also caused Wolves problems last season, the games they played. Um, so the pace and the characters that the Newcastle have got as well. If Wolves are kind of having to probe and having to play their way through and Newcastle do frustrate them, then I think Newcastle have got players who could potentially pick them off on the characters and get a goal. Um, but hopefully it doesn't come to that and Wolves are able to find a way through. No, no, hopefully it does. Come to <laughs> can't find a way through, Alex. Um, in terms of yourself, who are you most looking forward to seeing? We, we spoke before we came on and the, the question was all about kind of Alan St. Maximum. So I assume that's the one player that you're really looking forward to, to having a look at. Yeah, I mean, he was, I think he was linked with Wolves at one stage last year before he, uh, he signed his new contract with Newcastle. And um, I remember looking at that at the time and thinking, you know, he'd be the kind of the perfect player for Wolves, really. Um, like a Dharma Traore, Mark Chu on the left side. Uh, especially now that Jota's gone as well, but, uh, but obviously he wasn't to be. He's a r- really good player. Actually, I followed him when he was in, when he was in you know France, and then before he came to before he came to Newcastle, and was always kind of um, one of those players that would be on those you know those articles next next best things or you know the fifty wonder kids to watch or something. So he's a he's a really really good player, and I think he's alongside Troy, probably the one of the most exciting players in the league. Um, he's that guy that you always, you know, you don't really turn up to watch Newcastle uh, when they're on Sky, but you always turn up to watch the Maximum because he is, he's got that kind of X factor. He's very quick, you know, a lot of trickery. Manchester United really struggled to contain him, um, even though they ended up winning 4-1 in the end. How will Wolves deal with that? I suppose in a way it might help because they've got Traore in the training games, so they're not too dissimilar in terms of pace and power. Um, so they'll know a bit about the kind of style of play, I suppose. But how will they deal with Sir Maxman's pace and his trickery and just his desire just to go forward at every instant? Yeah, um, it's, it's an interesting one because, you know, they've got Nelson Tomato now who 
has obviously come in from Barcelona. He's played three games so far. Um, been okay in some of them. Defensively, he's been better than going forward. He's not been great going forward so far. Um, but I think, you know, against St. Maximin, it's probably just going to be a task of def- a defensive task. So hopefully it will play to his strengths. Um, I think he's got the the kind of the speed and the physicality to compete with him. Um, I think he's going to need support, though. I think Wolves will probably play uh, Dendonka. He kind of veers towards the right of midfield, uh, central midfield. So uh, I think Dendonka will kind of form a little bit of a, a triangle with uh, Samedo around him potentially. And obviously if Adama plays on the right side. So um, I think he's going to need support, but I think Wolves have kind of, they've got a decent little unit on that right side that could potentially thwart him. Um, but yeah, he's, he only played against something, I think in the first game at St. James Park last year. Um, and I remember he was very dangerous in the, uh, in the first half of that game before Wolves made a few tweaks at half time. So um, he's, he's definitely the player who's going to dominate the kind of the opposition analysis for Wolves this week. hundred um, percent. Callum Wilson, you mentioned there not many people, not many players from Newcastle would get into the the Wolf, the Wolf starting eleven. In your opinion, uh, what's your view on Callum Wilson? You know, he's he's hit the ground running Newcastle. Um, you know, you get a chance, he gets a chance. The few and far between for Newcastle, and he's likely to score. He's had a good start to his time on Tyne side. What what are your thoughts on him? Yeah, I'm I'm surprised actually in the summer that there weren't more a lot more clubs after him and. Uh, Josh King as well who was at Bournemouth because those two players did tend to score a lot of goals while they were there uh, I know Bournemouth played attacking football and obviously it was set up for, for their attackers to score goals but um, Wilson especially coming back from two injuries always seemed like a player who who probably had more than Bournemouth in him who could go on go on to bigger things and um, it's not surprised me that um, that Newcastle have, have gone for him I think he's probably quite well suited to, to obviously a Steve Bruce style team he can hold the ball up as well as uh, be a player who can run in behind and finish chances. So, I think he's a he's a really decent player and someone who uh, who has caused Wolves problems actually in the games they've played against Bournemouth in the past. So, um, I think it's an interesting one because he he probably will be if as we expect Wolves have more of the ball in this game he'll probably become quite isolated and it will depend whether he can get himself in a one a one v one situation potentially against Connor Cody which. Um, Mikel Antonio actually did brilliantly in the game for West Ham against Wolves uh, last month. So if he can do something like that and play in a similar way as to what Antonio did, then um, Newcastle could potentially have some joy. So in terms of injuries for Newcastle, Wolves could potentially be facing Newcastle's third choice goalkeeper, which I'm sure will please Wolves fans. Uh, although Dolo might be fit, he's going to have to pass fitness test. If so, same with Hayden. But Dummett, Clark and uh, Matty Longstaff are set to be available uh, if Steve Bruce wants to pick them. Just before we get your score prediction, we were speaking before, again, uh, we came on air about the little bit of, how shall we describe it, spark? Is that the right word between the two managers? Um, can you just, because I, I didn't actually realise this, and it's about my fault for not researching it, but I didn't realise there was that, um, yeah, they're not on the best of terms. Yeah, I don't think they don't. I think they're, they're fine now and whatever, and they get on it. It was just an interesting rivalry a couple of, uh, couple of years ago when, uh, Bruce was the manager of, uh, of Villa and Nuno Wolves and the two teams are kind of going for the championship promotion. Um, Wolves were, were well ahead in the end, won the league comfortably. There was a point where where they were kind of competing with each other and fairly closely matched. And um, yeah, Bruce managed to rile the whole Wolves fan base basically by, uh, by suggesting that uh, 
he kept mentioning before before when Wolves are running away with the league before Christmas, he kept mentioning, you know, it's a long winter ahead and, you know, potentially suggesting that Wolves could slip up um, and that some of the, the players they had weren't potentially used to, a, you know, freezing cold winters that we have here. Um, but yeah, Wolves, I think they won five of their seven games in the winter, uh, drawing the other two. And there was a game against uh, against Brentford where Wolves went 3-0 up and um, the whole stadium, I can't repeat it on here, but they were singing, we're something, something in the winter. And um, and yeah, Nuno was uh, was orchestrating it from the touchline. So uh, there's, a, there's a little bit of rivalry, but um, I think both managers now, especially over the last two seasons, I think they've, they've mentioned it a lot, that they respect each other. So um, it's an interesting matchup on the touchline. And um, I don't, but I don't think we'll see kind of the rivalry that, that was uh, that we saw here in the in the West Midlands a couple of years ago. <laughs> um, obviously, Steve Bruce is coming for a bit of criticism late. He's again faced questions today, um, and he's fronted up to them. But a win for Newcastle would be their best start to a season since 2011, and it's just it's just strange to be in this position where, uh, although the criticism is probably just on on, on terms of the style of play that. Um, in terms of points on the board, it looks like they've had a decent start, a quarter final in the League Cup as well to go with. Um, but it's not going to be an easy game tomorrow by any stretch. Your score prediction? Oh God, um, I haven't I even said tomorrow. About this sorry, yet. Sunday. But um, I haven't yeah. even thought about this yet. Um, I'll go two 0 Wolves. They don't. They don't tend to beat teams that comfortably. So uh, yeah, I'll go for a fairly comfortable. 2-0 win with uh, with Jimenez and Neto getting the goals. Look at that goal score as well. <laughs> well, Alex, we do appreciate you popping on to the podcast and sharing your insight to those listening and watching. Thanks for tuning in. If you head over to Chronicle Live, we'll keep you up to date with all the latest Newcastle United news. So just a quick note, we're now over on YouTube at the Everything Is Black and White podcast. And if you're liking what you're hearing, why not come and see what we're producing? We'd really like you to hit subscribe. We're also over on Instagram at Chronicle NUFC and in the usual place on Twitter and Facebook. We'd really like the likes, the reviews and the subscriptions because without your continued support, we can't get very far. So thank you very much for listening.